All right, all right. Good morning, Connect. If you guys want to take your seats, we're going to get started here in just a couple minutes with the uh, teaching time. If you don't know me, my name is Bob. I'm the lead campus pastor here, and I say hello to everybody. So everybody says hello, Bob. Thank you, thank you. Hello, everybody. Uh, hey, we had a great time at the uh, rescue mission on Thursday night. There was a bunch of us that showed up to help serve, and then I also had the opportunity to do the chapel service, and Pat did worship. Uh, it was just really fun. It was fun getting together, kind of, you know, getting to, to see the residents there, the disciples, and, and just to be a part of what's going on at the rescue mission. Now, we get a chance to do that once a month, so uh, near the end of February, we'll have another opportunity to do that again. So if you missed out this time, don't worry. We'll have a time in, in February to do that as well. Um, but I, I just talked a little bit about changes that night and uh, just really started to think uh, about changing in 2016. And, you know, we're in the middle of this series, the, the Multiply Vision series, and things are changing at Connect. Uh, things are growing and shaping. More people are coming. The same thing is happening at the Bozeman campus. And if you don't know, we're one church in two locations. We have another campus in Bozeman. And so it's just really exciting to see what God has been doing uh, in and through Connect over the last few months. So uh, hang on, folks. Uh, you know, we're, on for, we're in for a ride, a great ride. I want to make one mention. We didn't make mention of one announcement uh, during the announcement time. Eddie and Kitty, if you remember, we brought them up a couple weeks ago and prayed for them. We're going to have a fundraiser for them, a spaghetti dinner fundraiser, this coming Saturday at 5 o'clock here at the building. Uh, there's also going to be some raffle tickets. They, they have some really nice things that they're raffling off as well. And so we're coming alongside of Eddie and Kitty as a church uh, because they've had some uh, physical issues. There's been some surgeries going on, and they've been out of work. So uh, we're going to come alongside and, and bring some support to them for their finances, for their uh, rent, utilities, and just the basic needs that we all have. So hopefully you guys can come out. If you can't come out, um, at, at least buy a raffle ticket or two or swing by and get a raffle ticket. I have raffle tickets. You can always contact me and, and I can get some raffle tickets to you. Uh, they're also asking for people to uh, bring some bread and salads. And so there is a sign up on the connection counter for you to be able to do that. If you can't be here, you can uh, bring a, a salad or a um, or some bread and that would be greatly appreciated. But that is this upcoming Saturday, five o'clock here uh, at the building. But like I made mention, we are in the middle of our Multiply Vision series, and uh, it's been neat walking down this road. And, and if you've maybe missed a Sunday, hopefully you're keeping up on the podcast. Uh, we are now on the, on the Connect Church app. For a long time, we were not, but now we are. Uh, actually, both campuses are on the same podcast, so you can select ours or Bozeman's or both. And so hopefully you guys are, are, are keeping up with us. We talked the first week uh, about what Jesus's vision was. And we read out of Luke chapter 5. And Jesus's vision was more fish, more fishermen, more boats. And so what we've done is we've taken that profile, so to speak, and we've applied it to Connect's vision. And, and our Con Connect's vision is to multiply more disciples, more leaders, and more churches. And so we're right in the middle of this series. Last week, we talked about uh, multiplying more disciples we talked uh, a couple weeks ago that multiplication is God's design, it's God's plan, and, and we take part 
in that plan as well. As we reach out to those that are around us, we give them an opportunity to respond to Jesus' call, his gospel message, to have an abundant life here on earth, but then also to share eternity with God and with Jesus and with fellow believers. And so we talked a lot about that a couple weeks ago. Uh, Last week, we talked about multiplying disciples, like I said, and the word that we focused on was investing. And it was really neat to have uh, Beth and Will come up and and share the platform and just share a a little bit of their heart, kind of what they're involved with in their lives and, and how God has been impacting them in the last few months as far as investing in relationships and investing in people's lives. So today we're going to talk about how to multiply leaders, how to multiply leaders. Uh, We have notes available. If you didn't get a set of notes, there's a couple up in front, and there's some more in the back if you'd like to follow along. Uh, We also are going to be reading out of the Bible. That's what we do here. Uh, If you don't have a Bible, there's some available for you back at the connection counter as well for you to use. Now, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about a great word, and I don't know if you remember what word that was, but it was rubric. Who loves the word rubric? I do. I do. I see (laughs) Jenny Alicia's hand goes up. Rubric is awesome. And we talked about how most churches define or how they keep stats. And and, and a lot of it is butts and seats and budgets. And that's what, what people count in church. But we wanted to make sure that the things that we were capturing, our rubrics, were more in line with what the vision of Connect Church was and is and is going to be. And so what we decided to do is come up with some new Connect cards, the ones that you have in front of you now. And on the back, it it talks a little bit about my journey. And so I'm just going to share with you just a few of the responses that we've received over the last couple months now that we've implemented this new connection card, and it's really encouraging for me. I love reading the back of the connection cards, and it's just, it's really, really neat. And this is from both campuses, and I'm just going to rifle through these pretty quickly. One said, started a few devotionals in the U version for the new year to bring us closer to God. That's great. I'm reading the Bible more and finding consistent opportunities to pray for strangers around me every day. Reading the Bible every day, I had many, many, many of those of you who have decided to read the Bible more consistently in your lives. And then this one is great. I'm singing more. I don't know if you remember that one message that we did on singing during our Christmas series, but several people put on their Connect cards that they're singing more. I like this one too. I keep Caleb on in the morning. It puts me in the perfect mood for work, helps me deal with my coworkers. (laughs) All of us can relate to that, right? Uh, This is another good one, too. I've been reading or listening to the Bible more. And that's always an option. A lot of us, you know, if we're busy, but maybe we spend a lot of time in our cars, you can always listen to the Bible. That's a great idea. This is good, too. More quiet time with God, deeper prayer. Now, I love to spend a few moments, you know, throughout the day in, in different times of prayer, but I know I truly benefit with that deep times of prayer with God. And so this person here is spending more quiet time with God, and that's awesome. This one's cool. This one was around Christmas. My daughter gave her Christmas money to a homeless vet without a second thought. I think she's getting it. 
Wouldn't you agree? She's, she's getting it. More grateful. Simple as that. I'm more grateful. So I do this to share with us the encouraging words of fellow connectors at both campuses and what God is really doing in and through our lives. And so I encourage you, as you have those little stories to share of those little reports, that something, something that you've incorporated into your life, please put that on the connection cards. It is great. And it's just great feedback for us. We all need to be encouraged. And, uh, and hopefully in the future, we'll have more encouraging stories like we did last week with people getting up and sharing and, and just really what, what, what is God doing in and through our lives as we move forward. So it's kind of a plug for the connection cards too. All right. How many of you would say that you've worked with some great leaders in your life? I see a lot of hands. Okay. How many would say I've worked for lousy leaders? I see more hands, and there's no pointing at me. Lucas, you can't point at me, wherever Lucas is. No pointing fingers at anybody. No, I'm just kidding. So a question that I have is, is how, do, how do you think great leaders are made? And that's a fair question. And there's, there's a lot of different answers, and we can talk a, a lot about a, a lot of different things. Uh, giftedness, talents, training, uh, you know, education through reading, and then obviously prayer, prayer time, and just praying about what God is doing in and through my life and, and praying about being a better leader and, and, and you know, connecting, networking with, with other great leaders. And the list could go on and on. Uh, but I believe that when we look in the book of Acts, which if you're doing the reading plan, we started the book of Acts this last week, you'll see that there's a great principle in the book of Acts that we are going to start talking about more often here at Connect. And the word or the principle is apprenticing. Apprenticing. And we see that in the book of Acts. So the first place I want to go is actually Acts chapter 1. And I'm not going to read uh, the verses in, in these first couple of portions of Scripture, but if you just want to kind of open it to Acts, we're, we're going to jump into Acts and read it some verses here in a few moments. But in Acts 1, if you remember, Matthias was chosen to replace Judas. Judas was the betrayer of Jesus. Uh, He's the one that brought the soldiers and the priests and and all those people to the garden to capture Jesus so that he would be tried and then eventually crucified. So, and then he took his own life as well. So, so Judas was out of the picture and the, the apostles or disciples wanted to fulfill or or get one more person involved there. And there was two that were actually qualified at that point in time. And so they went through a process and Matthias was the one that was chosen. Well, he wasn't a disciple, not one of the 12, but he was a disciple of Jesus because he had been following Jesus for for years. And, And so really he was being apprenticed by Jesus as a leader himself as he was following along with the other disciples through those times. And it was really neat because what we see here is when there was a need for a skilled leader to step forward, there wasn't just one, there were several, but but Matthias was chosen and Matthias had everything he needed to step right in and and be one of the 12. That's a, a beautiful example to me of apprenticing leaders and this whole idea of apprenticeship. 
Now, fast forwarding just a little bit in Acts, we go to Acts chapter 6, and we see this. We see that seven leaders are chosen to assist the apostles. Now, I don't know if you're familiar with that story. Uh, we read about this just a couple of days ago so or yesterday, but it, if you're not, the apostles, at this point in time, the church started to grow and grow and grow, and the apostles were finding themselves dealing with a lot of important issues, but it was taking them away from things that they felt they needed to focus on. They needed to focus on prayer and teaching of the word and, and some stuff like that, and, and they were being involved with reaching out to widows and reaching out to orphans, and, and they kind of had like a food distribution ministry going at the time. And, and so a, a lot, like I said, a lot of important things were happening, but the apostles couldn't develop all of these different things that were going on. So what they decided to do was choose seven leaders among them to help in these different areas of ministry that were developing around them because of all the people that were coming to know Jesus as their Savior. Skilled leaders, and Stephen was one of them, and he was put in charge of of many important ministries. And we see here in Acts 6-7, Uh, This, and the word of God continued to increase, and the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests became obedient to the faith. So we see the pattern here, and we, we see a couple things. We see that when the number of disciples multiplies, more leaders are needed. I mean, just kind of, it's common sense. And then we also saw when more leaders are deployed, the number of disciples multiplies even more. So as we grow, we need more leaders. As more leaders are deployed, then the church, the body continues to grow. And we saw that growing. The type of growth was exponential in the first century church here in the book of Acts. Well, and and then a little further along in Acts, we get to meet somebody named Saul. Now, Saul would later be known as Paul, uh, the great apostle who wrote most of the New Testament. But in the beginning, his name was Saul, and he was actually an unbeliever. He was a Christian killer or a persecutor of Christians. And he would go and and he would talk with the the priests and, and get... Uh, warrants kind of out for their arrest of of Christians and be able to legally get all of these Christians together and put them in prison. And so that's what Saul was all about. But, But we see, though, through his conversion... He becomes not only a disciple, but an apprenticing leader, and then he becomes a great leader himself. So here's a little dramatization uh, video that we're going to watch. It's it's several minutes long. It's seven minutes long, actually. But I think it really drives home the point uh, that we're trying to make. Watch this video. I love the dialogue between Ananias, Ananias and Barnabas. Because at that point in time, Saul was known as somebody who persecuted the Christians. And Barnabas was like, are you sure you want to go? And Ananias was, was, yes, I do. The Lord told me to go. What a a great representation of what the Bible talks about in the book of Acts. Now, that was uh, in Acts chapter 9. What we see then is that both of these people spend a lot of time with Saul, and they invest 
in his development as not only a disciple, but an apprenticing leader. And then Paul, uh, who wrote Galatians, same person, right? But what, what Paul talks about in Galatians is the fact that uh, eventually he went back and he was around Peter and John, or James, and then he spent about 14 years around his home city in Asia Minor, learning uh, the faith, learning what it meant to be uh, a disciple of Jesus, uh, ministering through the countryside, uh, planting churches, and, and doing all these different things for 14 years. That's what Paul was, was a part of, preaching the gospel and serving in the church. What a great representation of somebody who came to faith in Jesus, became a disciple of Jesus, and then was like, okay, I want to be discipled. I want to be apprenticed. I, I want to be a leader. I, I want to see Jesus's message go throughout all of the land. And he became a great church planner and a missionary, one of, one of the best we've ever seen. So let's go ahead and run to Acts chapter 11 and pick up the story. And here's where I'm going to start reading verse by verse. In Acts chapter 11, verse 19, it says this, Meanwhile, the believers who had been scattered during the persecution after Stephen's death traveled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch of Syria. They preached the word of God, but only to the Jews. Verse 20, However, some of the believers who went to Antioch from Cyprus and Cyrene began preaching to the Gentiles about the Lord Jesus. The power of the Lord was with them, and a large number of these Gentiles believed and turned to the Lord. So we see here, what we see here is the multiplication again. We see the multiplying of believers. And so what do you think they need when these disciples are multiplying? Uh, they need more leaders in the church. So when the church at Jerusalem heard what had happened, they sent uh, Barnabas to Antioch. And remember, Barnabas was, was the one who invested in Saul. And when he arrived, he saw this evidence of God's blessing. He was filled with joy and he encouraged the believers to stay true to the Lord. Barnabas was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and strong in faith. And many people were brought to the Lord. Once again, we see this multiplying. So what did Barnabas do then? Uh, in the next verse, we see that Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul. When he found him, he brought him back to Antioch. Both of them stayed there with the church for a full year teaching large crowds of people. It was at Antioch that the believers were first called Christians. So this is, is when we see Saul the disciple becoming Saul the apprentice. We see Saul becoming an apprentice here under the tutelage of Barnabas. Now, a couple chapters further along in Acts, in Acts 13, verses 1 through 5, we read this. Among the prophets and teachers of the church at Antioch of Syria were, and it lists several of them, but two of them are Barnabas and Saul. One day, as these men were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Lord said, Dedicate Barnabas and Saul for the special work to which I have called them. So after more fasting and prayer, the men laid hands on them and sent them on their way. So Barnabas and Saul were sent out by the Holy Spirit. They went down to the seaport of Seleucia and then sailed for the island of Cyprus. There in the town of Samalus, they went to the Jewish synagogues and preached the word of God. John Mark, 
went with them as their assistant. So now here we see that Barnabas and Saul are being sent out as a team. And we talked about pairing up uh, a couple times, two by two. Part of that is in a, in a discipleship role, but also is going out two by two as well. And then we see that not only the two, but now John Mark is going with them, a new apprentice. So we see how this apprenticeship is really working in Acts and, and in the, the New Testament. And so what we've employed here over the last few months, uh, Lucas and, and working with the connection groups and leaders, is the connection group leaders are encouraged to find an apprentice to come alongside them so that they can lead a connection group down the road. So we have a leader and we have apprentice. And then we also have something that we've kind of added, people that will open up their home and just host the group. So we have three things in play right now here at Connect. We have the leaders, apprentices, and then host houses, so to speak. So later in Acts, Saul starts to be referred to as Paul, and that's just a Roman version of his name. And then by the end of Acts 15, we see Barnabas and Paul, they actually separate. Barnabas continues planting churches with John Mark, and Paul begins to apprentice Silas. So the big idea for today, we like to have a big idea each week. Visionary leaders invest in apprentices so that leadership will multiply. Visionary leaders invest in apprentices so that leadership will multiply. Russ and I were in a conversation this last week, and we were kind of talking about the Connect story a little bit. And as a new church plant, not, not only here in Great Falls, but, but in Bozeman, when, when that church was planted in Bozeman, uh, a lot of times what, what we do is re- recruit people or an, anyone who's willing to serve. And, and we empower people to lead and, and develop teams. And, and a lot of times, and I know we did this in the military too, a lot of times it's just a warm body filling a spot. Well, as a result, you, you get into that habit of doing that and it works for the time being. It works to, for the initial need, but it's not sustainable in the long run. What, what we need to do is we need to think differently. And that's what we're desiring to do with this Multiply Vision and with really the structure of, of Connect because we see the need to employ or, or deploy this apprenticeship principle so that as we grow, as there are more disciples of Jesus, which require more leaders, there's more trained leaders to, to handle the influx. And then as we have more leaders, then we will continue to grow. And that, that is the vision that we see in the New Testament, and that's the vision that Connect has adopted going into the future. And so I just want to talk about the apprentice model or method just for a moment. This is how it works. Uh, step one is, I do, you watch, and we talk with your apprentice. It's actually interesting. If Vince decided that he wanted to be involved in the, in the, uh, the video and the tech side of things. And so he, he approached me last week, and I said, well, show up, show up on Sunday, and, and uh, you know, we'll get the ball started. So he's in step number one right now. He's learning the equipment. He's watching TJ and Melina run the stuff today. So he's at step one. They're, they're doing, he's watching, and, and then they'll talk about it after everything's said and done. The next step now, when, whenever that number one is, is done and you're ready to move on to step number two, it's I do, 
you help and then we talk. And then after that, it's, well, you do, I'll help, and then we talk. And then step number four is, you do, I'll just watch, and then we'll talk again. And then the final step, step number five on the apprentice method, is you do, and then somebody else watches. And that's what we saw as we went through these stories and acts, and that's what the apprentice method looks like as it's carried out. Now, what I'd like to do is contrast that with delegation. Delegation is, I tell, you do, and then I criticize you. <laughs> that's, that's what delegation many times looks like. But that's not what we want to do. We just don't want to delegate, dele, delegate tasks. I mean, sometimes you have to do that as a leader. Hopefully, you just don't criticize. Hopefully, you have that feedback session that happens and, and you, you work on things and you continue to delegation. Because I don't want to make delegation be a bad word, but it's in contrast to what, what we really want to do here at Connect with the apprenticing. And a lot of times, just delegating people, they end up burning out. But in apprenticing, now they have a vested interest and they're a part of the process and then they go and they're able to invest in somebody else as well. So leaders don't delegate. We're going to apprentice. That's what we're doing here at Connect. I have some next steps to go through. And everybody's like, what? You're, you're at the end already. I'm like, I know. <laughs> Last week I got a little too chatty and we went over time. But this week we want to leave some time at the end so that you can talk with the connection group leaders, take a look at what the studies are going to be, over the next uh, couple months and, and get involved in connection groups. So our next steps today, step number one, is join a connection group. I've already talked about that a couple times. Step number two is pair up to make disciples. And we talked a little bit about that last week. Uh, it, it used to be called accountability and stuff like that. We're just calling it disciple, making disciples, being involved in discipleship. Discipleship, like I made mention last week, used to be sitting in a classroom and talking about Jesus. But what discipleship really looks like is, is getting together in a relationship and sharpening each other and doing this thing called the Christian life together. Number three, if you're a leader, you need to pair up with an apprentice. And, and where will you find one? Well, normally you find an apprentice within your ministry team. Sometimes you find uh, your apprentice in a connection group or even in this discipleship relationship that we talked about. That's where you might find an apprentice. And then number four is don't be afraid to let your apprentice shine. And, and I love this part of the story because Barnabas saw what Paul brought to the table and he realized that Paul had been well-trained for many, many, many years before he was a Christian, and then also after he was a Christian. And he saw that he was a skilled person to take what he had started, you know, planting churches, and to really go far beyond anything that Barnabas could do himself. And so basically what Barnabas did is stepped out of the way and let Paul be what God wanted Paul to be. And so that's an important part about apprenticing, is don't be afraid to let your apprentice shine. All right, would you put your things aside just for a moment? And let's bow in a moment of prayer.
Father God, I thank you so much for the vision that you're casting. Lord, first you call us to get into the boat with you. Then you call us to cast the net of your gospel and and just to develop those relationships in our lives to where people might ask the question, so you're a Christian, what does that mean? Or, wow, I see you making these kind of decisions. Why, Why do you make decisions like that? And so that's just casting the net, looking for opportunities to share what you've done in our lives with those people that we come in contact with. And, and I love that one feedback uh, that that person just prays for strangers as they grow, go through their day. That's really awesome. That is, is having the heart to see people come to know you. Just praying for, for everybody that we come in contact with. And so, God, as, as we are bowed in your presence and we're just spending this time thinking about you, Lord, I, I would like to ask if, if there's anybody here that has not entered into the boat, that hasn't decided to stop trying to live life their own way, but, but surrender their life to you and make you Lord of their life, I'd like to ask that question right now, that if that's you, raise your hand. I'd just like to pray with you just for a moment as we are closing our teaching time together. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? All right. Everyone, if you would just repeat after me, Father God, I thank you for sending Jesus. Jesus, I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And now my sins are taken away because of your sacrifice. Guide my future steps. I thank you for this new life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Let's give a hand clap for those that have said that prayer. Now, that could have been the first time you said that prayer, or maybe it's a reconnection. Whatever it is, make sure you mark that on your connection card before you hand that in. Like I made mention of Barnabas, he was really a great, I say character, but he was a great personality in the New Testament for somebody that would raise up a leader, step out of the way, and let that leader become everything that, that God wants him to be. And so I hope each one of us will be those type of leaders and, and apprenticing those that are coming behind us. And I'd like to encourage you to, to join us next week, because next week what we're going to do is we're going to talk about multiplying churches. So we've talked about multiplying disciples. We've talked about multiplying leaders. Now we're going to talk about multiplying churches, and that should be really exciting. And then the next study, looking forward, we're going to focus on five character studies from those uh, people in Acts and in the New Testament and how Jesus apprenticed them and what was Jesus's relationship with those, with those people. The first one's going to be Peter, and that's going to be a great one. So those, that's kind of where we're headed over the next couple months. So I hope that you'll come back and join us. And we have plenty of time to enjoy each other's company uh, as we talk about connection groups. So the leaders are going to be scattered in the back. 
with a little piece of paper so you can sign up today for a connection group that will most likely be starting this week. Some of them will be starting next week. So just talk with the leaders there. Uh, spend some time and just hang out. And I know right now we got a celebration song, don't we? All right, let's celebrate together. Stand to your feet.